0: It's nothing new to see CPAC cheering death, but it is refreshing to see them cheering white death for a change.
1: Well, hello there. Hello there. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Bitulation Room podcast fresh off the uh, football win that's right football win of uh, Italy versus England. I really wanted England to win only because maybe Idris Elba would have like shown his butt. and that's the only re- the only reason to do anything really, to want anything in this world that's the last thing we have. as climate change swallows my entire, engulfs me in flames. If I can just see Idris Elba. <laughs> Bye. And then he'll save me. It'll be a whole thing. Um, What's going on, you guys? Welcome to the stream once again on a Sunday. This has been a crazy week. We've had three streams. Lucky you. If you are here on YouTube, like the stream, share it right now. If you're not subscribed, what's wrong with you? Uh, Get on that right now. And if you're on Twitch, sup. I hope you're subscribed to this channel using uh, Jeff Bezos' money and funneling it away from his uh, intergalactic ambitions and toward uh, my little dinky show. So do that. Become a subscriber on Twitch. And if you're out there in the future, um, how does Bezos' launch go? Does he make it? We can hope that something happens. Let us know, but also, Give this podcast five stars. Uh, your reviews help people discover this podcast. They take like a minute to do it, it means the world. Uh, and for everyone out there, follow us on Twitter at uh, Bituation Pod. Um, we tweet out little clips, little things, little jokes. It's a very fun time. Interact with us. Um, we have such a good show for you today. Uh, the comedian James Fritz is here. Bridget Todd of Ultraviolet is here, and we're going to get into this billionaire space race. We're going to get into um, what happened in the week and um, the the ongoing efforts to get these pig-headed Americans to vaccinate themselves. Uh, also, we're going to talk about a very bizarre situation at a spa in L.A. and why the right is, like, super amped about it. And then we're going to talk more to Bridget about the work that her organization is doing and about... The amount of misinformation on the internet um, and, and what we can do and how we can actually stop it, if ever. What should we be envisioning as a step forward? Um, so make sure you stay tuned. And finally, we're going to ask everybody, what aren't you looking forward to as everything reopens? What are you not ready for? So stay tuned for that. I'm going to get Bridget and James' opinions on both of those things. Uh, but first... This show is sponsored by you. Insert very long commercial ad break for how wonderful you are. Uh, you're great. You get uh, a tough grease stains off of shirts and tablecloth. Um, you will make uh, your love life better. Uh, you um, will smell Soft, sweet and soft and 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 make any doo doo smell in a bathroom go away Uh, You just plug you in and you are wonderful Uh, You always fit every single time, you know, you look good tucked or untucked Um, You uh, are a a artisanal small Small batch sourced organic uh, uh, CBD oil That's what you are and you are a patron Bituation Room dot com slash or patreoncom dot slash Bituation Room. God, I almost nailed the landing. Um, become a patron, you guys. This show is sponsored by you. One and only you. Five bucks, ten bucks gets you a shout out. Twenty bucks, fifty bucks, man. We got a, a couple high rolling uh, patrons who have access to uh, a, a cabal of, of Frantifa. And we have a special handshake and a password. And we're not going to tell you what it is. Um, but go to that. Uh, go to patreon.com slash room. Become a patron. Everything that you contribute helps this show immensely. You have no idea. You are wonderful. And yes, there will be merch. Just like there will be blood. There will be merch. And to thank everyone for also becoming a donor uh, at TBR Live on Venmo, TBR Live on Cash App. This is the one and only, by request, by uh, an in person lobbying campaign that happened a couple weeks ago. The fart song. You missed it. And I don't care if you think this is childish. Everybody farts, baby, okay? It's nothing to be ashamed of. In fact, shout out to Kevin McLeod for making it a song. And thank you to Karen K., who defies all Karen stereotypes for your tip, for Jeffrey V., to Joseph L., to new patrons, 10 bucks or more. Oh, it's going to be hard. Hayden C. To, uh, Volva Lystad. I think it's Volva. I know it's a, you know what it is. Uh, thank you for upping your pledge, Volva. Um, thank you, Sage Johnny, of course. Anya H. Thank you to Chris D. Thank you to DL Short. And thank you to Michael M. and Laramie L. for joining the Innermost Cabal. Love you guys so hard. Thank you to the Twitch subs Nug Wrangler, Willy Gus, Brandy Lou 2, Tums025. Restart it. Restart the song. Um, to Daniel McConkie, to Lizzie napon to the amazing andrew to thunderous dragon uh to thomas mott 80 eric 323 trevin is in 10 laura lee 740 froger leftover zach Aliari reads, muffet holly Beer dragon Tazter, dragon song yessie pier peace Bow pawn new and AJ Duens. Um I w- like to imagine that aliens will, like, come back and watch the stream and be like, what are these words? They're just your Twitch sub names. And I love them. And they're hilarious. And I'm glad that we're back to, like, not using our real names. Rather than, like, Francesca Fiorentini. Oh, no, my phone number 555. That's how the internet became for some reason. Okay, you guys. I- I've done enough yapping um, I'm gonna bring in my guest and then we're all gonna bitch about something. He is a comedian who was recently on Adult Swim and he has an album called Still Together available right now on a special thing records. Make sure to check that out. Please welcome James Fritz.
0: Hi, Francesca. Thanks for playing hey. my favorite song.
1: <laughs> You're just sputtering me up, dude. You're just <laughs> I could tell. Like I was gonna book you anyway on the show. You don't have to be that nice. Well, um, yeah, I, w-
0: I wanted to do the show for a long time, but I said I wouldn't do it till you bring back
1: the fart <laughs> song. You were boycotting. I love this. <laughs> Hell yeah, I appreciate that. Like, pff, I'm not even gonna do it, even if I wasn't asked. Bring back the fucking fart now song. let's um, talk about genocide. Yeah. <laughs> and now yeah (laughs) and now anti-trans hate yay um all right let's bring up my next guest she's a creator and host of iheartradio's award-winning podcast there are no girls on the internet as well as a communications director for the gender justice group ultraviolet please welcome bridget todd
2: I'm so happy to be here. You couldn't see me, but I was grooving to the fart song. I also love it.
1: I love, I love this. Like now, now it's just going to be a test for every guest. Like, so did you like the fart song? <laughs> How much did you like it? Did you fart along with it? Uh, you guys. Uh, okay. Before we get into the week, let's, let's start the show off with what we're bitching about. I will go first. Um, it's very small. That's why I brought you guys in to sort of back me up, but I'm very mad that Vax, Rhymes with wax, and 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 it's like, and that's the only thing. It's like there's so many other words. There's sacks. There's cracks. But they're like specifically like a an adjective is waxed. And like as someone who was really hoping like the bush would make a comeback, you know, in the pandemic, like who was going to get waxed? Nobody. You know, I found myself at the beach just like, well, this is this is rea- this is where we all are, people. Everyone get no one gets you-, you can't even see it from six feet away. But now it's just it's waxed. And so like a local waxing studio was like, get lucky, get wax and wax. Yeah. And like, I was I, like, I appreciate the sentiment, but like, why isn't it, you know, I don't know. I can't think of another pun. That's I've been thinking of <laughs> it. Josh, Joshua Khan Russell has been on the show said like inoculated and folliculated <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> you're very sweet Bridget I could tell this is this is gonna be you're gonna be very generous that's terrible there's like is it like bushy and I don't know like I just, uh, injected and I, just pre- can't believe, I,
0: I can't believe you women can't get a break even after a global pandemic you have to still do that shit
2: Oh, not this woman! I proudly <laughs> rock an old school vagina. I'm bringing it back.
1: <laughs> old school vagina—that's the name of the, thats the name of this episode, by the way. <laughs> Already, um, Bridget, what are you bitching about this evening?
2: Oh, there's so much to choose from. Uh, I would say one, probably the dirt bike gang that just <laughs> went by my window while you were speaking. So, if you heard that, I apologize. Um, I would say probably. All of the faux panic around critical race theory and, God forbid, our young people learning about things like race and racism and history mm. in class. Um, yeah, I would definitely feel like we've reached a real fever pitch, people getting uh, fired from their jobs as teachers for daring to talk about race in class. I'm over it. I hate it. I think it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen, and I can't stand it.
1: Yeah, uh, we 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 were about to talk about the teacher from Tennessee but um they, we swapped it out for another horrible thing that happened but yeah the, la, this last week uh, a Tennessee teacher was fired for making making his students for letting his students read a Ta-Nehisi Coates poem <laughs> like real and fired fired for it and people came out and supported him but this is it is it's the ultimate censorship from a, a political wing, an ideology that somehow thinks that censorship is bad and that right. cancel culture is a real thing.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm old and from the south, so my only hope is that it has the same effect banning this that it had on like <laughs> on like death metal and hip hop, and it's just
1: yeah. <laughs> it'll just be
0: a bunch of hillbillies and trucks like bumping critical race theory on their stereo. <laughs>
2: That's funny that you say this. I, I also grew up in yeah. the South. I never was interested in things like the occult or like Dungeons and Dragons until my very religious like community was like, no,
1: these yep. things are of the yep. devil. Then I got very yep. interested. In so keep
0: keep doing it right wing. Keep
1: making it cool and taboo. That is so true. That is very, very interesting. <laughs> Can I ask you, like, I mean, coming from the South, like, I feel like is there, And and maybe this is like a really ridiculous way to frame it, but like. Don't you also feel like this is like a hop, skip and a jump from like rap lyrics are too dangerous and like it's incredibly like base, like racist and, you know, all that. And which which is like that's a losing battle with young kids growing Mm -hmm. up. Like you're not going to win the battle of like don't listen to hip hop. Mm
2: -hmm. Right. I think you're exactly right. When I was growing up, that was the age of them putting those black and white warning stickers on CDs and like, you know, all of this panic around hip hop lyrics and things like that, I think it's always going to be something, some sort of scaremonger to be like, oh no, this like faux boogeyman is gonna, you know, pervert your kids and turn them into, I don't know, like woke, like woke urban poets or something. I don't know what the big fear is. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. People who care about (laughs) others, don't know. Well, that's
0: why I think (laughs) Hamilton was actually a CIA op to make hip hop not cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shots fired. in in this in this podcast Uh-oh. we support Hamilton. Okay, I'm sorry, okay? I didn't
0: get that in my notes. Just
1: in this house, that is one of the things we support. Hamilton, um, Cardi B. Okay, that I can go with. We don't necessarily support In the Heights. wasn't a huge fan. Gonna be real. Ooh, I haven't seen it. Oh, you gotta see it. Um, okay, but that's a great uh, CRT, as they say. I-, I think you're right. It's gonna be like anything banned. People want to know more about it, um, which I mean, in some disgusting way, I think the right wing feeds off of that where it's like, oh, well, you can't talk about the Holocaust because Hitler was right. You know, like it's just like <laughs> like they love that. You can't even say anything because maybe he's onto something like no. <laughs> um, anyway, well, we, we should move on to James. What are you bitching about?
0: Oh, well, I live in Los Angeles, like you do, and what a week. Uh, We have to say goodbye to our mayor, Um, Eric Garcetti. He's going to India. I'm fucking so tired. I lived in Chicago 12 years before this, um, so I saw Rom come in, and I left soon after because I was like, I don't like where this is headed. It's time to go to L.A. I just want one Democratic mayor to suffer any consequence for their horrible government governing ever um like yeah. rom literally covered up a the murder of a black child and they're like well we can't give you a cabinet position but you can have a job on abc telling democrats how they should act and i'm just uh, it's so annoying but i'm trying to look on the bright side so i'd like to say thank you india thank you terror <laughs> Thank you, disillusionment. Okay, I can't believe I sang. Not the Alannis deep cut.
1: Yes. <laughs> was that an Alanis? That was la- I, cut? Yeah. But, uh, my that clothes, is amazing. I'm getting
0: over a little cold, so it wasn't as pitch perfect as I usually hit
1: it. That but. that was amazing. Look, it is true. We we owe India a debt of gratitude <laughs> for accepting our mayor over there, and I I do know he. I gotta say, like, Garcetti is the most, like, the worst part of LA. Like, I know that he does yoga. I do yoga too, but you know, you know, he's like, he like clutched crystals, you know, to like try and wish that COVID went away. I bet he's not even vaxxed. Like, I bet Garcetti's not vaxxed. You know, like, that'd be very on brand. Yeah. And and you so I like I d- totally tweeted, I was like, bye-bye. And then like Indian friends of mine were like, uh-uh, don't wish him on us. <laughs> <laughs> don't want him. Exactly. But you know he is gonna be with Modi, like doing yoga. <laughs> you know, because like Modi's, you know, putting all this like awful like Hindu nationalist like identity on on yoga. Um, and I'm not versed in how much it actually has, but he's very much like claiming it, you know, as okay. part of the like Hindu nationalist like uh culture which is so effed up yeah um but yeah Garcetti has been a major disappointment we talked about like uh Cuomo too and all these mayors and specifically the way right. th- that you know the police the way that they oh, use yeah. the police oh and, na- to-
0: and now we're gonna have yeah. a cop a former cop as mayor of New York and probably a former <laughs> cop as mayor of LA
1: oh my god is that who's gonna step into Garcetti's role
0: I mean yeah what's his name I'm blanking on it because there's something somebody- Oh, fair
1: is it Mitchell O'Farrell? No, well
0: Farrell I don't think will be mayor, but who
1: knows? God, Ugh, I that's just terrifying. had a uh, yeah. We we've gotta figure our shit out over here. <laughs> <sighs> um all right. Well let's let's get into all the good news. I mean some of it's bad. It's a it's it's not all great. Um this was uh, the week where Biden came for big tech with an executive order to go after corporate consolidation and antitrust laws. Candace Owens became pro-choice thanks to her take on COVID vaccines and her body <laughs> being her choice. Um, gotcha. Biden told Putin to cut it out with a cyber attack, man, um, or cyber attack. There we go. Uh, the U.S. is withdrawing from Afghanistan. And Marsha Blackburn told Taylor Swift that she will be the, quote, first victim of of a socialist society, which, Sorry. which I feel like means she'll be the first to get free healthcare and dental. It'll be great. It will
0: be her. Yeah.
1: <laughs> For everything else, this is a week where. This was the week where President Biden called for new efforts to vaccinate Americans by targeting neighborhoods and communities and saying that vaccinations might have to happen door to door in what sounds like the hardest DoorDash to deliver ever. Um, Just like being met with the McCloskeys. Uh, Not not even half the American population is vaccinated against COVID-19. And Biden had hoped to get 70 percent of Americans vaccinated by July 4th. Obviously, that came and went. Vaccination rates are slowing down. To you know, a trickle. They're sort of flatlining, um, and the right is looking at that fact and celebrating it. Um, CPAC happened this last weekend, and here's how one speaker framed the government missing the vaccination goal.
0: Clearly, they were hoping, the government was hoping, that they could sort of sucker ninety percent of the population into getting vaccinated, and it and and it and it isn't
2: happening. Right there, there's a. Y- younger people are well aware of what the risks really are. In their-
1: We're going to die. <laughs> um, that guy is vaccinated as is everyone on the stage. Like I guarantee you. Oh yeah. I don't know who he is, but he's vaccinated. You can, you can sort of see him kind of like, get the talking point through like he thought they were gonna dupe us (laughs) don't touch me don't get anywhere near me please um
2: yeah i mean you said it i really i feel it makes me angry because as you said i guarantee this person all the people on the stage are vaccinated and they're truly selling this to a populace who is already at risk it's really like so dangerous um the fact that they're applauding it, like, yeah, you guys are all probably all gonna die, like an unnecessary painful death away from your family members, woohoo! Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you could be so callous to be, I mean, it just is really sad. I feel bad for anybody who is misled by the charlatans mm-hmm. and the fact that they are able to like bolster their own pockets and bolster their own platforms by selling people's own yep. deaths to them is really just that. I, I feel bad. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, it's nothing new to see CPAC cheering death, but it is refreshing to see them cheering white death for a change. Like I don't know if I've seen that before. That's an interesting move. But it is, yeah, like you said, everyone on that stage is vaxxed. Everyone at Fox News to be in that building is vaxxed. Um, yes, Donald Trump got vaxxed out the door. And like, if you think, if you think something is dangerous about the vaccine, this is what I told everybody when it, the vaccine first started, then then everyone in Beverly Hills wouldn't have gotten it first. Do you know what I mean? Everyone in Beverly Hills was, like, paying their doctors to, like, jump the line. And I'm like, okay, the vaccine's safe, you know? Oh, Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, if influencers in California are, like, fighting to jump to the front of the line. (laughs) Yeah, we can't lose our influencers.
1: (laughs) No, protect them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, okay, so there was more from CPAC. This was from uh, Colorado Congresswoman uh, Lauren Boebert, of course. Ah. Uh, Good old Lauren. Uh, She's putting on quite a show. She's really giving Ted Cruz a run for his money. Listen to uh, what she says here. We're here to tell government... We don't want your benefits. We don't want your welfare. Don't come knocking on my door with your Fauci ouchie. You leave us the hell alone. Fauci ouchie. Fauci ouchie <laughs> is like actually pretty. That's like a pretty good pun. A pretty, like, like that sounds like if Pantsuit Nation directed porn for liberals, you know? <laughs> like. <laughs> jab me jab me dr dr zaddy yes so buddy. Fauji, ouchie and also like you know and aoc tweeted about this she's also like heralding the fact that like we're gonna cut your benefits we don't want it mm-hmm. that that and then part
0: was that part was ju- tasty like straight up saying like we don't want anything ever
1: Mm-hmm. We don't want
0: retirement. Yeah. We don't want social security. I'm like, okay.
1: We don't <laughs> want to live in a society. I mean, that's sort of what, like, again, I kind of feel like the conservative mentality, like, already was in quarantine. Like, no. they love the idea of never seeing people, mistrusting everyone, never hugging anyone. Like, <laughs> that's their M.O., you know? hmm
2: yeah, um, about that clip, I think it was Dave Holmes on Twitter said that her whole like stature in that clip seems like she stayed up late watching an old Chris yes. Rock routine and was just like, got a lot of ideas. She's got the <laughs> stage presence, she's got the headset.
1: I mean, she's yes. pacing
0: the floor, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: For type five. Yeah. She, she just like rolls up in her leather jacket, you know? <laughs> Just walking back you're, and forth. Hickory, dickory, Dickory, dock. <laughs> yeah. You're not giving <laughs> me the
2: shot. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, and I want more rhymes. Like I want her to be. What is it? Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> yes, like,
1: <laughs> that's it. You're gonna bring a stool out. I didn't see her gun. Is the only thing. Um, mm. but but I'm sure it was there somewhere. That's her uh, oh, <laughs> That is totally a closer. Oh my god! Fire. Um, obviously. Um. You know, look, it's not just coming from the right. There's also questions on mainstream news um, like this from John Dickerson of CNN, who had Dr. Anthony Fauci on and basically was like, like, maybe people aren't getting vaccinated because you're making them feel bad. What, What do you guys think? Take a look get to the science of the Delta variant in a minute, but let's stay on this question for a moment and ask you about human psychology. You say the facts are hitting people between the eyes. Is it possible that people are a little scared, a little nervous, and the more facts they hear, they don't hear evidence. What they hear is, you're a dummy for not getting this, and that essentially people feel insulted when the, when the evidence is presented as if it should be clearly obvious to any normal person, and that all that does is put them back in their corner. Ah, uh, yeah. I I don't know what to make of that. Like may, maybe, could it be, here's another question. Could it be um, that an anti-science fascist uh, ran the country for four years and sowed a bunch of uh, mistrust in pretty much every institution that we hold dear, then defunded the World Health Organization, uh, then um, lied about whether the, vac- the COVID was even real or not, then got COVID himself, then got vaccinated, didn't tell anyone he got vaccinated, and here we are. Mm. Lickety-split. I mean,
0: we've tried... We're in the dark ages. We've tried free Krispy Kreme donuts. I don't know what
1: else we can do. (laughs) More Krispy Kreme donuts,
2: (laughs) clearly. Oh, always the answer.
1: I feel like it was... He was attempting to ask a good question, which is, do facts even matter? Mm -hmm. Which is not a bad question, right? It's like, yes, all the evidence is there, but, you know... I mean, I have entertained the thought, like maybe we
0: need a new guy. Maybe Fauci has so much baggage at this point that... Because, you know, you can't even talk... Fauci... You, we should not know this guy's name this much. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, everyone knows who Fauci is now, and that's insane. Yeah. He's the head medicine guy. Like, I mean, I guess we knew C. Everett Coop and the lady who told us to masturbate that we fired, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we fired that lady for saying masturbation was good. Let's get Fauci in there. Get like a new guy that everyone likes. Get McConaughey. People are talking about McConaughey. Get McConaughey in there. You'll get Texas vaxxed. That's a huge number right there. I don't know. Well, that's,
1: I mean, the other thing is like, we, if you're a liberal, if you're a leftist and you're like, you know, because my instinct is also like, so unvaccinated people are the ones who are dying, right wingers are the ones who are dying, you know, there will be less of them. They're already trying to suppress our vote. This is now they're suppressing their own vote. Like it is ridiculous. The strategy makes no sense. If you're trying to increase your base, if you're trying to maintain your base, you're literally killing your base. Why should we care about the unvaccinated people? But of course I can't say that because then I am a heartless, you know, bloodthirsty socialist. And only one of those things is true. Maybe two. (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
2: I think that's a great question. I almost would want to push back on the question being asked in that interview that you showed because I would say the majority of the public health professionals that I have heard talking to people about vaccines and why they should get vaccinated, they really stress the idea that like it's okay to have questions, it's okay to be hesitant, here's the information. I have not seen what he is describing where public health experts are like, hey, you morons, don't you know that vaccines are safe, blah, blah, blah. They probably deep down (laughs) wish they could say that. They probably wish they could say a lot of things. But- from what I have seen, I have seen public health officials saying, hey, it's OK to be hesitant. It's OK to have questions. What can we do to make you feel safe? What information do you need? What questions do you have? I have not seen this thing that he's describing where people are are where public health professionals are like shaming people who have like legitimate good faith questions about vaccination. I just haven't. Yeah. seen yeah. yeah, they act
0: like Fauci and Biden are going to go door to door and just roast people. In their in their home,
2: right. First of all, your house is ugly. Yeah, your whole house What's is. What's going
1: sealed.
0: on here? <laughs> I, got news. I got good news for both of you. You can both do better. Hey.
1: <gasps> now I love your entrance oh, nice. by the way. <laughs> three. very good. Okay, so yeah, and maybe so maybe if facts aren't the way, and we know the you know yeah, no one's being shamed, but if facts make you feel shame then I don't know what we're... Then what are we talking about anymore? But there are some people trying different alternative ways to woo people into getting vaccinated. Um, Like these guys, the Teletubbies. The Teletubbies have tweeted, we're all vaxxed, just in time for a tubby hot summer. Who's ready to come out and play? Now, there's a lot to dissect in just this... (laughs) Like... Teletubbies haven't been on in a very long time. I don't believe they're still on. Uh, chat, correct me if I'm wrong. Chat. And if you watch Teletubbies, then maybe there's... I don't know if you should be in the chat. But who wants... It's going to be a, a, a tubby hot summer. Who's ready to come out and play? I don't know why this feels extra sexual. Is it a little like... <laughs> mm. I was looking
2: forward to having my hot girl summer and now I want my tubby vac summer. Hell yeah.
1: <laughs> now they're really cute though. So it's like it's like their little hands holding up the vaccination Aww. cards. And this is from Poe. And Poe got Astra Tubica. That's the vaccine oh, that he got. Oh, yeah,
0: I got the one pond to work with, huh? <laughs> but,
1: yeah. Tub, that's all you got. Make fun of your shapes or something. Um <laughs> And, well, and date th- of birth, it looks like they're 18, which is Whoa. also a weird little hat tip. So it's like they're 18. I don't I think 2003 was when they either stopped airing or maybe they did start airing them. But the point is, it, it. I feel like it's still sexual. But but that's maybe because I'm bring, like, have a bring back
0: a the family. draft. We got to draft the talent. <laughs> 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 but the baby son can't get vaxxed, right? We're not doing baby sons
2: yet.
1: Oh, I, the no, terrifi- sadly, the, not yet.
0: A terrifying baby son.
2: Is baby son is baby son an anti-vaxxer? I think so. People need to I know. Think so I know
0: Barney's a flat earther.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's never the ones you <laughs> Q is Q is just like protect the baby son. Save the baby son. Um okay, there's another one last strategy for getting people vaccinated, and I deeply appreciate this. Businesses are stepping up to the plate. Uh private businesses obviously like a dating app. Uh, BLK uh, that put out a music video featuring Juvenile reworking his classic hit, Back That Ass Up, and this is (laughs) Vax That Ass Up.
0: Gotta way it, gotta go back to nature, get it chat Girl, you little good, want you vax that thing? I'm use a handsome young brother, want you vax that thing? Up, They not real life, you need to vax that thing up. Feeling freaky all night, you need to vax that thing up. Girl, you little good, want you vax that thing? I'm a a handsome young brother, want you vax that thing? Up, They not real life, you need to vax that thing you up. Feeling freaky all night, you need to vax that thing up. I know you can't stand it, no holdin' hands, chick. But when we get the shot,
1: we gonna be romancing. Girl, you could be the queen at the choir. we could meet up at the spot and we could do the thing. yes all right yes all of that i love i want that i love that (laughs) i my favorite is the lyric yeah you're a handsome young fellow which is arguably as kind of tame and funny as use a big fine woman which is what the like edited version right of like the juvenile original song is and then later in the song he's like use a pretty good looking dude, won't you bet? Like, there's a little bit of a, like, use a decent looking man. There's something like that, which is, like, a little bit feels like he's doing, like, a hashtag no homo. Or he's, like, saying, like, I'm not saying you're hot. It just you're a decent looking guy. So funny.
2: Oh, my God. I love everything about that. I love the video. Uh, honestly, like, that was my song back in the day. That was, like, if I was at a bar or a nightclub oh, yeah. and I heard cash money Mike and over for the <laughs> night <nine behind laughs> out of the 2000, that was, like, a siren call to, like, run <laughs> to the damn floor. So I love I love this. I love everything about it.
1: <laughs> Adam on YouTube, you can do it. Put that vax into it. See? Ooh. If you just That's hand work. it over to artists from the early 2000s. We will rework your puns for you. No more vax and wax. Although that you know we're going to hear that a million times, probably. I don't think it made it into this song, so that's very good. Um, guys, get vaccinated one one last time. All right, finally, just get vaccinated and and uh, and uh, I don't know. Shame works, rap works, Teletubbies. That's all we got at this point. Uh, and Biden going, you know, door to door. I guess, which I'm actually really in favor of. But we got to move on. Ooh, there's so much. I'm oh, like, we are running late because I love you guys Aww. and you're good. Okay. This was the week where two billionaires are going to space. Uh, And the worst part is, they're coming back. Uh, The first is Richard Branson, whose passion projects include holding a concert in Venezuela in support of a coup, uh, taking Barack Obama parasailing a week after the United States elected a fascist, uh, and attempting to stop climate change and then getting bored and expanding his Virgin America airplane fleet. Uh, And now he's going to space in the most obnoxious way possible. Here is Richard Branson arriving at the launch today. This is Richard on a bicycle between two white range rovers, biking to the launch site, guys. Takes off helmet, gives glasses to random guy, outstretches weird arms.
2: Let's go to space, Richard.
1: (laughs) So even though he's about to pour millions of tons of CO two into the atmosphere, the guy is biking to the lunch. This is what is he? He's offsetting the carbon. Oh no, I'm offsetting the carbon. That's why I got to be flanked by two Range Rovers. Fuck you. That part. What were the Range Rovers God. for? Security?
2: <laughs> Yo, it should be illegal to be like a evil billionaire, but also this boring, right? Like, like
0: honestly. Yeah. Like no. how do you that was the lamest looking thing I've ever seen in my life. How does how does not one billionaire have any sense of I don't know, style? It, it's very
1: poot. Yeah, well, I mean, he's trying. That's the thing. Like, he hired Stephen Colbert to, like, announce the launch and kind of, like, uh-huh. roast him a little bit. So, like, it's even more annoying when a billionaire thinks they're cool yeah. than when they're like, no, I, I realize I have no personality, <laughs> but I own you. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, cool. At least, and you, you, like, you're bald, you you know, you have no personality, you wear a hoodie, fine. But Richard Branson is, like, full head of hair. Yeah. Just like, I know it's cool. The kid's like Stephen Colbert. And you're just like, oh, you're, uh, it's so annoying. Um, Man, I'd rather we launch
0: Branson, Missouri into space. Can we do that? (laughs) You ever been there? We can lose that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I did reference this uh, earlier in the laundry list of things that he's done in trying to, like, save the world. Mm. And uh, one of them was back in, I believe, like, Uh, like the 2010s or something. But before Virgin America became a thing, he pledged to donate $3 billion towards fighting climate change. And then a few years later, oh, see, Richard Branson fails to deliver on $3 billion climate change pledge. But no one was following that. You know, he's, there he is with uh, Al Gore, who was also supposed to stop the change. Yeah,
0: he really dropped the globe on that one.
1: (laughs) he so again this is like it's also a little bit of a intercepting of bezos's big launch too he's got his blue origin company that's going to launch him into space and, there, and elon, there's been some don't se-
0: forget elon
1: and his rockets i think they're all doing a pissing contest right yep they are indeed and you know, uh, Blue Origin even put out a tweet that was like, um, <laughs> there's like a column, and it's like a Blue Origin versus um, Virgin Galactic. Um, um, flies above uh the Carmine, the Carmian line. Uh, Blue Origin, yes. Uh, Virgin Atlantic, Virgin Gal- Galactic, no. Um, vehicle type, Blue Origin rocket. Uh, Virgin Galactic, high altitude airplane. <laughs> Like,
2: <laughs> it's so embarrassing <laughs> they should be so embarrassed
1: <laughs> like so it's basically because it was a it was a plane that like dropped the i don't know the vessel that richard branson and these other um pilots were inside of whatever they're trying to say that it wasn't a real launch Uh, you know, the pissing contest has absolutely begun. Now, obviously the question is why most media outlets are just fawning over what's going on. They're not asking, what are we doing there? What is the point? Some of them are sort of like, putting it, like burying the lead a little bit about what is actually going on other than he can, these guys can do it, which is that it's all in the service of, and I'll read this, this flight will deliver more than a priceless publicity gift. Oh, what what is it? It will be a turning point in Branson's ability to raise the money needed to take the company closer to its declared goal of... Operating as many as 400 flights a year for the, for there will need to be many more rounds of fundraising to move from a virtually hand-built prototype to having the industrialized volume production needed to build a fleet. That's right. <sighs> they are making this a, a commercial effort to fly people, rich people into space. Um, so, NASA ended its shuttle program 10 years ago and hoped the private companies would step in the void. I don't know if they hoped it in this way, but Elon Musk's SpaceX regularly carries astronauts to and from the International Space Station. So doing the government's job, that's one thing. But more than 700 people have already signed up for commercial passenger flights that Virgin Galactic says will start in 2022 at a price between $200,000 and $250,000 each. Due to the numbers, the company stopped taking reservations. Branson believes the demand will be a will be stratospheric (laughs) after Sunday's flight. And lo and behold, the the um, the stock prices of Virgin Galactic have soared. Um, And yeah, this is doing exactly what they all wanted it. to. And the only
0: way we'll ever see any of this is if we're hired to be comics on the fucking trip. This is like worse (laughs) than a cruise gig you're just in space
1: for 20 hey, days is it weird when your girlfriend just, <laughs> you know like oh god everyone's just puking all over themselves you're just like I'm getting you know 50 bucks plus like a free meal yeah I get, um, I get the
0: buffet after they've all had their pass at it
2: yeah <laughs> I get the big astronaut ice cream. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's pretty sick. Anyway, it's a good gig. Bridget, what are your thoughts on this commercial space travel initiative? A lot of people, including uh, probably a lot of people in the comments, very sensitive when one criticizes what is happening.
2: Oh man. I mean, I I don't, I have a lot of feelings about this. I have a lot of feelings about billionaires. <laughs> I feel like if you're a billionaire, call me when you're ending poverty, call me when you're ending climate change. I don't give a shit about any of this. Right. Like I rich people get to go to space. Like I I guess I maybe I'm a bit cynical, but I feel like when you have this level of obscene wealth, if you're using it for essentially a pissing contest space race, it's just not interesting to Mm. me. And I also feel like it kind of weirdly feels like the beginning of some sort of like post-apocalyptic horror movie where, We're ruining this planet with climate injustice, and now wealthy people can go to another planet. It's like, I don't know. I, something about this just feels very beginning stages of a movie that I don't want to be in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wally. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, think we, I think we fucked up
0: when the original astronauts played golf on the moon, because, you know, <laughs> rich people love golf, and now they just,
1: just want to go
0: to space and play space golf. <laughs> I don't. Know I mean, that. it's
1: mostly to play space golf. Also, like <laughs> research purposes, but mostly space golf. Um, my par was like my handicap is like negative one. I don't even know what par is, but um, I okay. I I, I am with Bridget on this and I am just like, I'm so done. I think now everyone's shown their hand. This is not about research. I'm going to talk about the exact research that is being done on this Virgin Galactic flight. Uh, It is just about vanity. We are, these are vanity projects that cost millions of dollars and also are emitting tons of CO2 in the atmosphere and weirdly, people who have been heralded like like elon musk for well he made a tesla and it's like yeah but okay what are we like now he's just gonna you know utilize all those fossil fuels to get him if he had had a solar powered rocket i would fucking you know take ben the knee but that's not what this is also didn't
0: aren't we helping subsidize bezos's trip like didn't he get some crazy tax freaking credit or something to do this
1: Unclear. I was trying to look into this. I believe Congress may have thwarted that, okay. but yeah, the I mean, that's that the it's whole even thing. A
0: possibility.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, ridiculous. And, and and so I. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just
0: going to say one last thing. I'm, I'll probably get hate for this, but with Elon, I mean, he would be my last choice because, I mean, his cars blow up. I don't want to be on his rocket in space.
1: <laughs> in this house, yeah. we. Do not like Elon Musk. Um, we should have done an SL- SNL monologue before Elon. We are salty, but so I asked Twitter. I was like, "Why is no one? Why are no media outlets covering either the environmental impact of all these launches or uh, the?" Um, the value that this is actually adding, because you just hear scientific research, 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 but we don't see those results. We don't know what's actually going on. And so some asshole like, tweeted at me, like, oh, it's right here, look. And it hadn't been reported anywhere, but there was um, a, it was very, very hard to see in like ma- major news outlets about what the actual research was. And it is, um, there is a woman, the, the second uh Indian American woman to go into space. Her name is uh, Shririsha Bandla, and she is researching. And I'll read it to you guys. Um, she's activating three plant-filled tubes to release a preservative at a critical data collection stage and standard at standard Earth's gravitational force before the rocket boost, just before entering microgravity after the conclusion of microgra- uh, and after the conclusion of microgravity. Um, so. The reason she's doing that um, is because for years, two researchers from the university of Florida in Gainesville have been using plants to study biological changes in organisms when they travel through the earth's atmosphere and into space. The experiments are aimed at arriving at the answers to fundamental research questions, essential to understanding the impact of space travel on humans and other organisms. Okay. Let's dissect that just a little bit before we, before we move on. Um, so no one's actually looking at the way that space travel is impacting humans and plants on earth, right? We just want to know how the plants behave when they leave earth, right? Here we have and I, and this is this is where I get kind of fucking celestial about it, you know, and like woo woo about it. We've got a pretty dope-ass fucking planet, man. I don't think there's a lot of planets in in the universe. I, mean, I mean, yes, I believe there's other planets out there. I don't know how many of them can sustain life, right? I'm guessing not all of them. We know not all of them, right? Earth is an amazing place. And so instead of taking care of it, instead of honoring it, instead of preserving it, we're taking plants like the movie Wally, like Bridget was saying, going into space and being like, is it dead yet? <laughs> oh no, it died. Oh, and I guess it doesn't like it when there's no gravity or water or air or oxygen. Oh no, like like that's all we're doing. What, are the, what the fuck is the point? Why don't we fix the planet that we've got that is perfectly fine? Well, my bill. So don't my, just. I'm just. Yeah. I just. I'm so mad when people are like, oh, "It's really important." It's not. You're recreating the movie Mars. You're recreating Wally. You're re- you're trying to sustain life. Oh, so we can go fuck it up with hyper-capitalism on some other fucking yeah. planet? Right. Sorry, I'm just no, like, but, uh
0: Yeah.
1: It's gonna be de- demonetized immediately. Or is
0: it because some billionaire's wife? She wants a garden when we relocate <laughs> in space? <laughs>
1: like, ugh. <laughs>
0: Um, all right that was i'm sorry that was great um i'm
1: i'm I'm,
0: i uh i need a i'm wondering
1: if we should do this (laughs) i i need a drink too should we do this last story or should we should we move on to our interview i feel like we don't have that much time hmm Hmm. let's do it real quick um this was the week where um, suspicions are being raised about a viral video of a woman filming, uh, a few women filming themselves complaining at a Los Angeles spa about a supposed transgender woman in the bathroom. Um, it's in part suspicious because this woman who was filming is a Christian conservative who usually posts nothing but religious memes on her Instagram. Um, also suspicious for a number of reasons that we'll get into, but let's look at the video that she put out, uh, that went viral, um, complaining at this spa.
2: He's a man with a penis. But if they identify He's as... a man. I don't care. So men can just say, I'm a woman today and I want to come mm-hmm. in. And I want, no, I'm recording this. Mm-hmm. I am going to record this because I'm going to make a big deal. I'm going to take this very worldwide. And what's yeah, happening because, because no, it's not, it's it's little little right. And then what
1: about no, women's girls. rights? No, wait, wait, wait. Little no, Little girls, no. And, and now we can yeah. shower. We can't go down there to shower. We can yeah. go get our clothes. If you so feel about it, we can find Oh, so now we have to leave. If you feel uncomfortable. Not discriminate against
2: gender Hi, identity oh but then why do you have men's section and women's section so gender identity
1: if they identify as female they let us know tell what they me are.
2: what makes you a female exactly I see that. no i
1: understand that no, no we're, we're not, not going, going for that, that. And then what I, can tell you, I, I work here. okay I me? Will protect yes little girls until yes my last breath yes in jesus name in jesus so name Yes, amen, for the children. You know, all the children who go to spas, Mm. all of the little children who go into the saunas, you know, the little children and the adults bathing together nude. (laughs) Normal. As long as they're (laughs) of the same gender, that is God's will. (laughs) Like, okay. Christ. So... One thing to note there, I'm sure you guys uh, saw it, but if you didn't hear it, there is a worker there who is the manager and is doing an incredible job at explaining her policy, the store's policy, the, the spa's policy, saying we cannot discriminate against transgender people, we respect their rights, um, this is our policy, blah, blah blah blah, just going on and on, and it's like, Ugh. Whoever that is, I, I love you. I can't believe, I mean, that's not an easy thing to do and did it so calm.
0: Yeah. I couldn't do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, it is now. Okay. So here's the real thing. This is a suspicious ass case. Why? Right. Because we are just going along. Oh, suddenly if I have my phone out, then whatever I said happened, happened. Mm -hmm. Um, but in fact, it looks like it might not have happened. Um, so There's increasing doubt among law enforcement and staff at the Wii Spa whether there was even a transgender person there to begin with. Anonymous sources within the LAPD tell The Blade, this is an LGBTQ journalistic outlet here in L.A., um, that they have been unable to find any corroborating evidence that there was a transgender person on that day. Um, It also remains a possibility that there was a person unknown to the Wii Spa staff who pretended to be transgender to create an inciting incident. In 2015, anti-transgender activists in Washington State deliberately encouraged men to enter women's facilities. One cisgender man entered a swimming pool changing area, wearing only board shorts while claiming that he had a right to be there. He was removed from the premises without charges being filed.
2: Wow. I mean, I, to be clear, I don't know what happened in this case, but... In my personal opinion, as soon as I saw this video, I was like, oh, this is a Mm. stunt. It has all of the hallmarks of a stunt. And we know that this is what the right loves. They they love a stunt. Just look at people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, they Mm. love it. And so as soon as I saw this video, I was like, "Mm, interesting they're not showing the person in question that she apparently was so upset by. The video cuts off before you even see anybody. And this spa is a high-end spa where the the customers are really known to the staff. It's not like people just wander in, appointment only. I just find it very curious that that this would all go down the way that, that this person said it did. And we know that videos like this are tailor-made to get lots of eyeballs, lots of engagement, and we see what it resulted in. It resulted in people coming to protest and that protest ending in violence. And I think it's also important to note that trans folks are more times than not the victims of violence. Yeah. They're not the ones going out perpetuating violence. And this really frames it as if a trans person using the bathroom that they're intended, to, that, that they mean to be using is some kind of an act of violence. It's not. And so it just is completely, I, I hate this. Mm-hmm. I hate that this person did this. And I, as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, I think it's a stunt. She even, yeah.
0: she even admitted it. Like,
1: I'm going to make this worldwide. It's like, yeah, this be
2: a, I'm making this into yeah. a thing. I'm making
1: this worldwide. Yeah, like, instead of viral, she just, like, <laughs> yelled world star in her own video before. <laughs> Okay, and 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 um, Bridget, you alluded to this protest, and that's essentially what happened. So this was the setup, and then the no- the knockdown from the right wing was a protest a few days later. This happened on July third, in which two people were stabbed. Um, so. There was an anti-trans protest, a mix of religious fundamentalist street preachers, uh, QAnon conspiracy theorists chanting, save our children and proud boys. Um, Black bloc like Antifa and trans activists engaged in a counter protest at the same time and violence erupted. Of course, right wing personality Andy Goh, who coordinates with far right groups, was there filming, you know, editing selectively, et cetera. A right-wing protester drew a gun on the person recording the event uh, and told him it was something to shoot you with. A videographer wearing a vest marked press was struck from behind by a right-wing protester with a metal pipe. Another anti-trans protester stabbed two people. A pro-trans counter protester who was reportedly hospitalized and a fellow anti-trans protester while she was attempting to help him off the ground. Um they referred to this stabbing as a friendly stabbing <laughs> in, in which I thought was very funny. Um, but this is, this is exactly what happens. Right. And it, and it's so bizarre to me. It, it, it like, like, and I, I want to talk to you Bridget a little bit more about this when we talk about your work, but like what feels like a small isolated, um, culture war issue. Right. Some would say that you know anti-trans um, like discrimination and hate is a culture war issue, but that so easily leads into issues that are not. And and, and truly, I don't think it is about you. Know, when your rights are being trampled on, that isn't a culture war issue. That's a living your life or not living your life issue. So, and and what I'm saying is, you see Proud Boys out there. If there are QAnon people out there, the you know like this is all this Petri dish of these crazy right-wing conspiracy theorists.
2: Oh, absolutely. And I would say, like, it's a distraction, but not in the way that people usually mean when they say that word. I think it's a distraction from trans folks just being able to live their lives, Mm -hmm. from being able to do their work, from being able to, like, be their best selves and, like, go on with their lives. What these people, from the kind of stunts that we saw in California at the spa, to the kinds of anti-trans legislation we're seeing all mm-hmm. over the country. This is about making it so that trans people cannot live their lives safely and eradicating transness from our from our society. And truly, it's so disgusting that oftentimes these attacks are falling on the shoulders of trans children, youth, or the babies of our community. Mm-hmm. It is about trying to demonize one group while stripping away their rights. And we should see that for the horrible disgusting stunt that it is mm-hmm. but that's what the extreme right has to offer they don't have values they don't have anything that's going to help anybody all they have is meanness and stunts that's it mm-hmm.
0: mm. very true and it just and it does seem like trans hate is the safe hate now like it's sure like i think it even said in that article like they even kind of admitted that like we don't want to be seen as openly anti-semitic but this is okay And so that's why it's become like a catch-all and a focus for all these different groups to show up at this spot and just intimidate and cause violence. And it's not okay.
2: Absolutely, I agree. And I think it's also really interesting that you hear these people chanting like, oh, save our children, protect mm. our children. If they really cared about protecting children, they would be advocating for things like paid family leave. They'd be advocating for things like universal healthcare. They'd be advocating for policy, like common sense policies that actually literally save the lives of children, yeah. not this nonsense. And I think that you're exactly right, James, That this it's this rallying cry that gets all different kinds of extremists from all different corners mm. of wherever they come from to rally around this one thing.
1: Mm-hmm. But we don't want your hand out. <laughs> we want. <laughs> God damn it. Uh. This is so great. I mean, it's terrible, but you guys are great. And I really appreciate your insights. And I'm going to, before we move on to talk to Bridget a little bit more about um, the, the cesspool that the internet does create, I want to read some comments. Kimberly McNaught on YouTube, thank you so much for your super chat. Uh, a private school in Australia got vaccinated with the supply that was for aged care workers. Hmm. Mm. That's bad. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what to make of that. Hmm. Oh yeah, jumping the line. I mean, it, it, like I think a Canadian couple flew to like a, a Native reservation to jump the line. That was a fun story, wow. <laughs> you know. And it's like it's hard because you don't want to judge. You're like, well, everyone needs to get vaccinated eventually, but there are fucking lines. Like, come on, yeah. um Fat guy named Tiny on Twitch. If crispy, if Krispy Kreme didn't motivate this country, nothing will. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> honestly andrew martin on youtube one word uh ed from covid that's right mm-hmm. for dick's sake uh on billionaires kodiak draco do we have to let them come back yeah right can we do the Keep them there i imagine like the little like Simpson shield where you're like boy you know you just create a little force field i don't know um Dan Dan twenty three putting the exp- exploration of space in the hands of a few psychopaths purely motivated by profit is objectively not a good thing. Even if space exploration is good or necessary in the long term, one hundred percent. And Kedge Dragon NASA brought us Tang and Mister Coffee. What are these guys bringing us? Right,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> a job for eight twenty five an hour shining <laughs> I don't know. it is Elysium like that's where yeah, we're headed
0: yeah
1: oh God uh, all right um, Bridget I, we we're gonna do an interstitial here but I, I say let's forgo it uh, like a little musical pop but you Bridget, you have a podcast uh, there are no girls on the internet uh, and you had a mini series off of there are no girls on the internet called Disinformed. Um, obviously, when you say there are no girls on the internet, what do you mean by that title? Like, briefly, if you can explain that. I know it's, I'm sure many people are like, what do you mean? I follow <laughs> girls all the time. I pay them and they show me parts of their body. <laughs> anyway, they show me their feet. But Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, the name there are no girls on the internet kind of is almost like an inside joke with myself. Um, it's, it has many kind of connotations, but one of the ones I was most kind of driven by was this idea that. When you're on the Internet, everybody assumes that everybody on the Internet is like a white, straight dude, right? Like, that's the default assumption. I have been guilty of that assumption myself, and I'm chatting with someone online. And I wanted to kind of pay homage to the fact that there are so many amazing marginalized people creating cool things on the Internet, shaping the world using the Internet, having really important conversations about what it means to our culture to be online, yet are not always spotlighted. And so when I say there are no girls on the Internet, Because I so often hear there aren't that many women online, there aren't that many women in tech, I wanted to create a space where it's like,
1: oh, here we are doing awesome stuff and having cool conversations. Yeah, Hey, right here. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) I I just feel like I think women uh, and people of color need to lean in when it comes to trolling more. Like we need to be as awful as what I assume most like (laughs) cis straight (laughs) white men are online. yeah um, we, should, we could team up we could do like a, a tag team mm-hmm. just get better at the just the random like no <laughs> um but but you you've I've talked done, a lot I about i just want
0: to say i've done my research now you do yours
1: Which is <laughs> <laughs> just living your life james <laughs> right <laughs> no exactly exactly if you, um well if you had something to say you should comment no but i do think that's true like i do think that you know commenters are not like women aren't always encouraged to comment i think you have to create a a good space for that um and like bounce people who are ridiculous also shout out to all of the uh the mods out there um but you have done also work on misinformation disinformation and we we had an sarkeesian on the show you know who was at the in the crosshairs of the GamerGate um crap and you know years before donald trump was elected years before january 6th uh, and the idea that like oh man the qanon stuff actually did bear fruit look at it it's an insurrection i think women and people of color have been on the front lines of this call that there has is a lot of hate and there is a lot of real um uh, unchecked violence that is happening and um you, I, I know you, like, what What do you, can you tell me more about that? And also have they been getting the shine and the credit for kind of blowing the whistle on all this?
2: Oh, I wish I could say the answer was yes, but the answer is unfortunately no. As you correctly pointed out, Women, black women, feminists, people of color, LGBTQ folks, uh, sex workers, trans folks, everybody, anybody who identifies as marginalized online, so many of of those folks have been sounding the alarm about the dangers of things like disinformation, misinformation, uh, trolls, bots, online harassment since way before Donald Trump was ever in the White House. Yet, because we are marginalized, our cries were often ignored. You know, there was a uh, Black woman, Black feminist on Twitter who very early on noticed something weird happening on our Twitter, being like, oh, I think these are like bots Mm. pretending to be Black women. You know, I don't know what's going on here. Reported it to Twitter, reported it to everybody. Nothing was ever done. Come to find out that in the 2016 election, a Senate inquiry confirmed that bots pretending to be Black folks were the biggest, you know, the biggest contributors to sort of destabilizing our election. And if somebody had actually just listened to these women when they spoke up many years ago, what would our world be like now? And so women that you just mentioned, like Anita Sarkeesian, so many of people think that like online harassment, online you know, violence, disinformation, that that stuff that stays online. Anita Sarkeesian can tell you better than anybody that that stuff, it may start online, but it doesn't just stay online. It very much becomes part of your real everyday world. I feel like we saw that in January 6th as well, where things that happen online for the longest time will be like, oh, just shut your computer. No big deal, whatever. But it has, we know now it has like very real world consequences.
1: Yeah. And how do you feel about the efforts that big tech is making lately to like rein this in? You know, I mean, I'm personally I'm like, I do think that kicking Trump off of Twitter was a good idea. It's noticeably better. Like it is. There is far less misinformation out there. But, you know, once again, it's the hands of in the hands of billionaires to make this decision. Mm -hmm. Like, where do you stand on all that? And what do you feel like we should be, you know, celebrating but also pushing for?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I agree with you. I absolutely think that keeping Trump deplatformed was the the very least that these that these, you know, tech platforms could do. You know, we know that deplatforming works. And so, when someone repeatedly uses your social media platform to whip up violence, like real-world violence, you can't have that. Um, I think so I think that Trump being deplatformed was a good thing. It's important to note that Facebook, the, you know, cowards that they are, have only committed to keeping Trump off of their platform until I think 2024, just in time for re-election season, right? And so we know that for, for a lot of these tech companies, it's about money. They often act when it's something bad has happened that brings negative PR or negative attention to their platforms. And then they try to scramble and do something after the fact, but nine times out of 10, it's something that's like far too little, far too yeah. late. And so the reality is, is that hate, division, you know, disinformation, harassment, those things are often baked into the revenue streams of their platforms and until we really reckon with that reality that like you are profiting off of hatred and hate speech and violence and disinformation, until we really, really get into what that means, I don't think we're going to be able to solve this. But you know, if they want to do these little band-aid things after the fact, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll call those like fine, but they're not nearly, you know, they're not nearly what they could be doing to solve this problem that they not just created, but get rich off of.
1: Yeah. James, what's your response when you hear, you know, like this question of like, nationalizing things like Facebook, you know, breaking up big tech, do you have like a part of you that's like, Oh no, what if if we, you know, that'll, we're, we're gonna lead to a big government, you know, big brother type situation?
0: Um, definitely, um, as a comic and blah, blah, blah. But more importantly, as a leftist, because this shit always goes back to censoring and deplatforming leftist causes every time it seems yeah. like, you know, and uh, there's a million stories about that. I think, I, I think YouTube's almost a bigger problem than anything. And mm. and uh, I think that's where most, at least younger people, get radicalized to the right wing stuff. And that algorithm is specifically geared for that. The left is, I mean, people like you and you know other, thank God, have come along. But it was like almost an ignored space by the left for about a decade. It seems like almost like mm. almost like AM talk radio. Like the left just kind of like seeded that to the right wing and it's like oh shit um three-fourths of the country all believe think the same thing and it's like how did that happen well it happened because we weren't there but it's also i do think they need to be regulated because the algorithms are the problem and just anecdotally i know that because um, I got a little into crypto cause I'm poor and I wanted to just, so I watched a couple crypto videos and I think Norm McDonald's funny. So I watched some old, <laughs> I watched some old Norm clips and just those two things, my suggestions after all the lefty vids I've watched in my life, the, my suggestions were all right wing shit. Like immediately, oh my God.
1: immediately. Like, just like pickup artistry <laughs> and like. Crowder videos. Yeah, literally oh my Crowder God.
0: videos. And I'm like, why? Because I think Norm used to be funny? What the fuck? Like, but that's that's crazy to me. So I, yeah. I
1: no, know. yeah, that is <laughs> – yeah. And, and I, I think, like, I'm less afraid of big government control at this point. I don't think – I think we're so far from, like – a truly democratic internet which I yeah. think is the is where we need to be that I think any small movements to break up big tech are good well, and there were some this last I agree you know, this yeah, last 100%. week
0: I was just talking the but, other day like to someone like remember old Google like <laughs> it was crazy when you could like find stuff that you were looking for before they you know like an old article or something you know and yeah now it's just this is what we want you to see and so that yeah, you see yeah. uh, um
1: Bridget, what um you said something. I was listening to your podcast and you were saying that like even misinformation, right? Like even uh, the vaccine makes you magnetize, great story, hilarious, we covered it. Um that even retweeting and maybe even spreading that can lead to even more misinformation despite the fact that we are sharing it to mock it um, and to, you know, cover it as a news story. Um, t- talk about what you mean by that. And, and yeah, cause I'm like, yeah. I feel s- sad now that I'm like, well, I can't, I want to talk about the magnetic people.
2: I mean, well, I think you're doing <laughs> God's work. Right. So, but I think it's, it's, That's what I wanted. it's important when we're amplifying stories that are not true, that we, even if we're trying to like, debunk them, dunk on them, make a joke about them. It's important that we know that, particularly on, on social media, because of the way that algorithms work, as James was saying, we could really be helping to amplify them mm-hmm. and helping them to spread to more people. And so I cannot tell you how many times I see somebody say something that is just flat out wrong on Twitter, and then everybody is retweeting it with their own little joke, calling it out. Mm-hmm. Clearly they don't believe it, but they, but like when you do that, you're getting more and more eyeballs on it. Algorithms think like, oh, people want to see this. We're going to service it more. Right. So I think that it's sort of a twofold thing. I think that individuals have a role to play when they see this kind of thing to not amplify it. But I also think that when it comes to folks in the media and journalism, I don't know that we really learned a lot from Trump. In the early days of Trump, Trump would get on stage and just say whatever lie that he wanted to say, and people would print it and not push back on it. Yes. So Exactly. Mm. When you see people like Tucker Carlson, Marjorie Taylor Greene saying things that are nonsense, I think that it's okay for people in the media to report on it, but do it ethically and honestly. Don't report it and take it as face value when you know it's a lie. Remember that being a journalist is about helping to inform people. You don't have to print a lie just because Trump says it. If it's a lie, call it a lie. Just because Marjorie Taylor Greene or Tucker Carlson says something, you can say, Tucker Carlson, baselessly claims xyz endangering the public right like that's there are plenty of ways to call this out can i
1: can i like float something because i i agree with that and i but i also think that when i see news outlets that are like mainstream covering tucker bits i'm like what are you doing why you have a show do your show Right, like whereas, and and this is how I sort of see it, where it's like um little like matchups as they sort of you know escalate, you know, like a like a karate tournament or some crap, you know, where it's like leave Tucker Carlson to the like lefties on YouTube, you know, leave Marjorie Taylor Green down in the pits, like. AOC doesn't have to debate Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's trash, right? We all know that what she is saying is not intellectually at the level of being either in Congress, but that's neither here nor there, but definitely not for AOC to like debate. But I could talk about her. The Young Turks could talk about her. You know, like majority report, like we can all like sort of bite off of that because like we're down here kind of in the trenches a little bit and like it's okay. But if I ever had a primetime news slot, he- no way in hell I would be covering someone like Marjorie Taylor Greene or Tucker Carlson, you know? So it's like a weird, like almost like send your dogs to do your dirty work. I don't know how, whether that's like a ridiculous oh, conception. I, no, of this.
2: I completely agree with you. I think that when, when mainstream traditional outlets cover this, they're legitimizing it. And I think, you know, the stuff they say is wild and I think it's, it's so important that folks like yourself, folks like the young Turks, like folks who are, gifted in the skill of poking fun and making fun, you know, comics, you know, people who have a funny perspective can show up for what it really is. But it doesn't doesn't have to be legitimized in the New York times.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's good for ratings. Let's be honest. That's all MSNBC cares about when they showed Trump ad nauseum. That's all they care about now. Like, if if NBC was legit, they wouldn't cover what Tucker said half the time. They would, you know, let Nina Turner come on and talk for half an hour but they're not going to do that, you know, because the yeah. outrage and the like hating them and hating Trump is, is, is it's an easier job to do than-
1: Yeah, le- leave us to, we need the clicks. <laughs> you don't need the clicks. We can cover that because we need the clicks.
0: You have research teams, like get to the yeah. bottom of stuff. <laughs> We're shutting down AC so it doesn't bother the audio. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, did you do that? I'm dog sitting. I don't have a- So
1: <laughs> 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 I'm sweating. <laughs> oh, um well okay, on that last point, both of you. Um I feel like the obviously we know the internet just thrives on outrage. Like I think it is just outrage. It doesn't matter which way direction it's going, doesn't matter about what, right wing, left wing, outrage. And like it really does lead us to, and I never say this, but be way more divided than we need to be, you know, and I am I'm like imagining a world where we wouldn't have that. And, and, and I don't know, Bridget, do you have any like big picture blue sky thinking, imagining a world where outrage doesn't move the algorithm? Do we even want to oh live God. in that world?
2: I'm so glad you asked me this. This is something I think about a lot. You know, I'm hopeful. You know, I fell in love with the internet as a little kid in my room, like going on websites I wasn't supposed to go on, and that feeling of freedom and curiosity was like the best, right? I truly, truly believe that we can build an internet ecosystem that centers things like curiosity and care, and not like division and hot takes and clicks. And I have really been trying to work kind of individually. You know, like. I may not be able to individually topple the, the grip that like Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook has on our democracy and our discourse, but I cannot retweet things that are just fueling outrage, right? I cannot like hit mm-hmm. that, smash that retweet to, to share something that is just going to foment more division and rage for somebody else. Right. right. And so I think it really does start with individual change behavior of when you're using the internet, are you being, are you truly being a good steward of information and a good steward of the internet? And so the same way that it's important to be a good steward of the environment. I think that all of us individually need to be good stewards of the our internet ecosystem in the absence of tech leaders like Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey actually doing their jobs. This is this failure is on them, but in the absence of them actually taking accountability, we can all step in and do a little bit and do our part. So that's what I think.
1: Like that. Although I kind of at this point in humanity would rather people be awful online, but like great to the world and the planet, wow. you know? Like they, everyone recycles in compost, but it's just like utter trash on the internet. I'd be fine. I'd be fine with that. Like, like we stop global warming, uh, but you know, we're just just vicious trolls. Um, no, I, I, I think that's very it's it's nice to actually paint that. And for me, like last thing on this. It's through democratizing the Internet. It's through the fact that not everything will go through the same. Mm-hmm. It won't all be on Twitter. It won't all be on Facebook. There will be a myriad of Twitters, of Facebooks. You know, and I think some of this antitrust legislation, it is nipping at the heels. But I hope it, it can start to do that because all of these patents and the conglomerates yeah. and the eating up of other, you know, it's like it is, you know, yeah, we it's dwindling down so that the conversation is just a din oh, yeah. and no one is listening and no one's actually finding the people they want to find, you know, or like yeah. chatting with the people they want to chat with.
0: It's like we all get on Twitter and we get the 10 subjects for the day given to us yeah. and then we all just talk about those 10 and, subjects. And, and that like, like... Yeah, it's
2: like a it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's not even fun anymore. Like, remember when the internet was fun and it would be like Llamas escape from the zoo and everybody
1: would be loving it. Like it's not even fun. Uh, Everyone go set a llama free tonight. That is your job.
0: Videotape it and play the fart song over the video.
1: Hell yeah.
0: Make the the internet fun again. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Oh, I believe in, in, in that slogan. Usually, I don't want to make anything, anything again, but like, that's the one I'll be like, okay. Um, All right. We are, down to our last segment. Super excited for this. Uh, we're, I'm going to bring up, let's bring up an interstitial for this. Um, so everyone's getting vaccinated slash um, only half of Americans are getting vaccinated and some people are outdoors and the Delta variant is re- running rampant throughout many cities. But anyway, um, the world is changing. It's opening up again. And I want to ask my guests and everyone in who is watching, uh, what are you not ready for? Like, what do you not want back? Uh, this is not ready for this. Uh oh, does anyone want to go first? I'll offer it up. I can go first. Um oh, I, I could I could see both of you like eh, I but I wasn't. James, what are you not ready for? Um
0: I'm not ready to I'm not ready to n- not have a built-in excuse for everything. <laughs> That's been the best part of the pandemic is just saying like we're Mm. in a global pandemic for like (laughs) flaking on something or not getting work done or just being sad for no reason, you know, like (laughs) you didn't have to explain yourself or come up with a bullshit excuse. Maybe I'll just keep saying it. I think I might keep saying it into the future. Like we're in a global pandemic. And then people will be like, no. And I'll be like, well, what about sexism?
2: And then I'll be like,
0: yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: I've been, I've been using the excuse that I'm still pr- sad about Prince dying oh. <laughs> for years. It's like, oh, sorry, I was late. I'm still sad about Prince. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> no, it's true. I, you, yeah, we had the perfect excuse. 2021. It feels harder than 2020 to me. Yes, um, because of that. This like half opening, like the week that everything in California reopened. Like Matt, my boyfriend, and I were just like, oh, why don't we have work? Oh, I know. We're and, like you have been open for a week, right. and you're like, "Oh, I'm awful. I'm a terrible person." Oh, you know, just why like why don't you know, I have
0: four sets this week? You know, like yes, there was <laughs> no one was doing anything. There was no pressure to like excel. You didn't have to compare yourself to anyone. It was kind of great. You know,
1: great equalizer, as Madonna said.
0: Oh, the wise one in a
1: bathtub full of rose petals, <laughs> in a mansion with armed guards. Um, <laughs> <and> Bridget, <laughs> Bridget, what what are you not ready for?
2: I'm not ready for so many things, but probably the biggest one is, like, fo- kind of like semi-forced intimacy. Mm. Like, I don't want to hug you if I don't want to hug you. I don't want to shake your hand. I don't want to be forced to go to, like, Brenda from Accounting's birthday party outside of work. And it's just like, I have to go. I'm, I'm kind of not looking forward to these kind of semi-mandatory forced intimacy moments. Yeah. You know?
1: Especially work-related.
2: Oh yeah, I don't care about those. people. So I'm kidding. <laughs> I actually love my coworkers.
1: <laughs> no, your co—I was actually looking at ultraviolets, like uh, the the team, the staff, and I was like, everyone looks really nice and cool.
2: No, I'm I am like I'm thinking of other jobs that <laughs> I have. I'm like blessed to have coworkers. We we're an all remote office, but I would gladly show up to their after work mandatory birthday party. Oh,
1: Um. I mine is similar to this. It's related. It's it's um. Well, I don't really love loud bars like I don't want to be in a loud bar generally and so being in one I'm definitely not ready for that I'd like yelling again to like be heard and hear other people um there's so much spit like it, it would drastically reduce the delta variant if we turn the music down this is the most boomer thing turn the music down And then we wouldn't have to yell, you know, and then you can only talk to the person who's like right next to you. And the only person you really feel comfortable talking to that close is someone you already know, you know what I mean? So like, there's never any like real interaction. You're just talking to the same person that you've been with just like this. Um, And then the goodbye, I was out the other day and I realized that I desperately needed to be airlifted out of the social situation. I was like, it's, I just wanted to be like Time. I'm ready. Take me out. Like, <laughs> you know, just like, like, and I realized the goodbye is so fucking hard. Is there another hug? Is there another handshake? Is there whatever? Just like, just, I think we should normalize the Irish goodbye. Everyone just ghosts. We bounce. It doesn't matter. Oh, you were for Jessica go. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs>
2: Oh my God. If I could have that like jetpack backpack thing from the Mandalorian <laughs> where he just like zooms up.
1: <laughs> like gotta go. like Bye, I'm out. <laughs> like, I'm tired. Yeah, yes. There's just no good way to say goodbye. And I find that like socially even harder than having a conversation. I can have a conversation. Can you get can you say goodbye? Very difficult. <laughs> um, but then, then I right. think
0: everyone's mad at me and hates me.
1: Yeah, exactly. If I don't do this exactly right, um, I'm trying to read other people. In the comments, people aren't ready for mass shootings. No, clearly we're not. Um, the U.S.'s response to climate migration wars. Ooh, big one, big topic. I see, I see you. Um, people. It's a good one.
2: <laughs> In general, <laughs>
1: people. <laughs> <umbrella all. term. laughs> uh, to stop looking like a bank robber when I wear a mask. I'm not ready for that. That's true. Like, what if you do, we never got the ski mask going. How do you think like bandits have felt that like in this entire time, we never normalized the ski mask? I feel like that's, yeah. um, parent teacher conferences, not ready to get more abuse at the office. Ooh, new job, new job or demand a raise or even better demand a raise, take it. Then don't do your job. Then get fired. Then hopefully get severance.
2: Hell yeah! This is a whole. You got to plan it
1: out. The six First, step, get, the six-step plan to finance. Here's what freedom. you do: you get pregnant, <laughs> you get you, you go, you have a baby, you go on maternity, <laughs> then you use your vacation time, then you get a raise, then it's anyway. The point is, is uh, you'll be gone in five years. It'll be perfect.
0: <laughs> this is the world you'll socialists be- want. This is the world
1: <laughs> I wish I could do that, man. As soon as I get a full time job, I will be like, I'm oh, God, I'm like really pregnant with triplets right now. Um, <laughs> you need to pay for all of me. Um, all right, you guys, Bridget Todd, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you and your work?
2: You can subscribe to my podcast on iHeartRadio. It's called There Are No Girls on the Internet. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Ultraviolet's amazing work uh, in the gender justice space by going to weareultraviolet.org. You can follow me on Instagram at BridgetMarieNDC in or on Twitter at BridgetMarie.
1: Yay! Thank you so much for being here. Take the a blast. So good. It's Take very good you. care. Look, James is applauding like a good comic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I interview people with so much host energy like uh, James! Fr-, like <laughs> Oh, you, uh, forgot, you
0: forgot to mention the drink specials.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the raffle at the end of the show. <laughs> Don't Ugh. think I haven't done exactly that. James Fritz, where can people find you and your work?
0: I'm at Fritz's dead on everything. Oh, I also do have a podcast called Fake Money where me and my buddy Alan Strickland Williams make fun of all everything fake money related. It's really stupid. We're not <laughs> smart people.
1: Uh, I love that. I love the idea that there is a crypto podcast that doesn't take itself seriously. That feels...
0: It's... It's a
1: I'm, very refreshing, it's
0: an unfortunate community, and uh, <laughs> we want
1: to not be a part of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, check out that podcast, James. Take good care of yourself. Yes. Um, good to see you too, and thank you guys all for being here and sticking around and for your super chats and for your amazing comments. Um, reading some of them right now on Trump, text in person, very, very good, very descriptive uh on twitch says i like to say that donald trump is the personification of an online internet comment section that's exactly right in in that order just like random thoughts strung together mainstream media on mainstream media um ab on youtube says tucker says the poor should be fed to the rich basically right i don't know if he's actually explicitly said that but essentially um culture sculptor msm has been taken over by clickbait capitalism no one can escape it. They're all like, we've got all the money in the world. Now, how do we TikTok? How do you just make cable more affordable, you fucking idiots? Sorry. Uh, thank you for the super chats. Running Traveler, Fer- Feral Jane, Anthony Weiner, Kimberly McNaught. And to the new Twitch subs, uh, Samalit. Samolin the Kind Dragon, tell me what to put, Dean A Boyer, Brandy Lou 2, Firestarter, Dragon Joe, Pagan Communist, Dragon My Ass, Poe the freaking reekin' Dragon, Johnny Maze and Calicott. Hey, you got them emotes. Poe the freaking reekin' dragon. Uh guys, Patreon.com slash habituation room. Patreon.com slash habituation room. Patreon.com slash Do it. Five bucks, two bucks, whatever you want. You can give less than five if you if you can't afford that. You can just like lower the amount. And 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 any bit really does help. Thank you to everyone who works on the show. Becca Roofer, Max Inhoff, Ellie Hoffman, uh, Alexand- Alexandra Ornez. We stream every Sunday, five eight Eastern on YouTube and Twitch, and I may be doing a stream next Thursday. Tuesday is looking busy for me, you guys. But Thursday and Sunday, so look out for that. And remember, fight the power, fuck the patriarchy, and don't just be bitch about it, but be about it. Okay, bye.